Welcome to the Live Free, Love Life podcast, where we discuss how to create more freedom so we can love our lives no matter what we're going through. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to start a little bit differently today. I am going to read you a really dramatic story about my life, and then we're going to talk about it. So here we go with that. In the never-ending chaos of my daily life, there is one thing that gnaws at my sanity, tearing it apart with the precision of a surgeon's scalpel. This pain point, this relentless thorn in my side, is the ceaseless battle between my love for a clean house and my family members, who seem hell-bent on turning it into a chaotic war zone. The frustration is palpable, like a constant hum in the background of my existence. Picture this, a sanctuary of dust-free surfaces, meticulously arranged furniture, and the sweet scent of a freshly cleaned home. Now, overlay that image with the harsh reality of family members who treat our living space like a dumping ground for their clutter and chaos. Every day, I embark on a Sisyphean journey, pushing the boulder of cleanliness up this steep hill of domestic responsibility only to watch it roll back down as if mocking my efforts. It is a tormenting cycle that leaves me questioning the very essence of my commitment to cleanliness. Perhaps the real problem is my obsession with order, my relentless pursuit of a spotless haven that borders on the neurotic. But can you blame me? There is an art to maintaining a clean house, a delicate balance that is disrupted when socks are strewn across the living room and dishes are left to languish in the sink like forgotten relics of a bygone era. The relentless pursuit of cleanliness, however, comes at a cost. A cost paid not only in hours of scrubbing and organizing, but in the resentment festers within me. The frustration of feeling like an invisible servant in my own home, tirelessly laboring to maintain an illusion of order while those around me casually contribute to the chaos. The impact is not limited to the physical realm. It infiltrates the emotional landscape of our home. As I scrub away at stubborn stains, resentment grows like a weed in the garden of my relationships. I can't help but wonder, is it too much to ask for a little consideration, a shared commitment to the cleanliness I hold dear? There is a distinct lack of understanding, a failure to grasp the emotional toll of constantly cleaning up after others. It's just about tidying up. It's about reclaiming a sense of control in a world that seemed determined to unravel at the seams. Yet my pleas for cooperation fall on deaf ears, drowned out by the clatter of indifference. Imagine the frustration of meticulously organizing the pantry, only to find it ravaged by hungry scavenger who carelessly toss items back onto the shelves. The emotional upheaval is akin to a storm raging within me, tearing through the fragile structures of my patient and leaving behind the debris of my shattered comb. Perhaps the most disheartening aspect of this never-ending battle is the toll it takes on the relationships that should be a source of comfort and support. The discord shown by this becomes a chasm that widens with every misplaced item and neglected chore. Communication falters drowned out by the echoes of frustration, reverberate within the walls of our home. 
as I see the resentment mirrored back to me in the eyes of my loved ones, the weariness that settles like a heavy fog when confronted with the perpetual cycle of not enough. It's a burden that weighs on me, a guilt that gnaws my conscience, whispering that perhaps my pursuit of cleanliness comes at too high a cost as I navigate the labyrinth of my daily life. This thorn remains constant, an unyielding force that shapes my experiences and colors my perception of the world. This frustration is like a relentless tide, ebbing and flowing with each new mess that appears on the horizon. There is no respite, no sanctuary from the emotional storm that rages within me. In the grand tapestry of my existence, this pain point of battling against the tide of disorder stands as a dominant thread weaving its way through the fabric of my identity. It is a raw, unfiltered reality that I grapple with each day, a reality that refuses to conform to the idealized image of domestic bliss that society often paints. In the end, this becomes a defining feature, a label that eclipses the nuances of my personality and reduces me to the role of a domestic tyrant. This pain point, once a source of frustration, evolves into a constant companion, a familiar adversary that shapes the contours of my reality. And so the battle rages on, an unending struggle against the entropy that threatens to engulf my world. There is no resolution in sight, no happy ending to wrap up this tale of domestic discord. This pain point persists, an ever-present reminder. Perfection is an elusive mirage, and the pursuit of cleanliness comes at a price too steep to ignore. Okay, so that was just all in good fun, but it paints a pretty accurate, if a bit over-dramatized, picture of what life used to be like for me. Now, you may be one of those people that doesn't mind mess. It's awesome for you. If you are one of those people that doesn't understand this, just switch a messy house for whatever it is that causes you the most frustration and apply the same principles. I am highly sensitive to the stimulation of my five senses. There is a name for this, sensory processing sensitivity or something like that. When someone tries to talk to me while the TV is on, it actually feels like my brain is going to explode. It's not just that I can't focus. It hurts my brain. I have to have them pause it before I can actually pay attention to what they're saying because it hurts my brain that much. That's sound sensitivity. Now, before COVID, I could smell so many things that other people couldn't even smell. And what they could smell was way more intense for me. Now, imagine living in a house of teenage boys. That was a big problem. Losing that may have been the very best thing that ever happened to me because of COVID. That smell sensitivity. I am pretty sure the mess is a visual sensitivity. It affects me physically the same way the sound and the smell do. When I see it, it affects me. But my family, they don't even notice it, much less care about it. I don't like being in the mess, and I don't want to spend all of my time cleaning up after them because they are capable of cleaning up after themselves. I have other things to do. I tried to teach them over and over and over again. I begged. I pleaded. I asked nicely. I asked not so nicely. I implemented a dozen different chore systems all to no avail. Now, with my kids, at least, I can use consequences, which definitely helped. But I can't employ consequences with my husband or my stepson 
and they are the worst offenders. So what options were left open to me? Option number one, keep being miserable. Doesn't sound very fun. Number two, try to change my family members. Didn't work. Now, you're going to hear me talk about changing your thoughts a lot on this podcast. But here's the thing. I don't really want to change my thoughts about this. I want to think it's rude and disrespectful to think someone else should have to clean up after you when you are perfectly capable of doing it yourself. I want to think that's selfish and inconsiderate. I don't want to think it is okay. So option number three, change my thoughts. Don't want to. It feels like I'd be trying to convince myself of something I don't really believe or want to believe, which is a field. So what is the solution? Option number four, change my circumstances and some of my thoughts. For Mother's Day, I filled my cupboard with paper and plastic as a gift to myself. I told my family members they were welcome to use real dishes, but only if they rinsed them and put them in the dishwasher. This was a complete game changer for my sanity, but I still had to change some of my thoughts to do it. Thoughts like, but I shouldn't have to. Now I'm saying this in a whiny voice for a reason, because that's what my brain sounds like when it's objecting to things. They need to learn to clean them up, up after themselves. This isn't going to help them be responsible adults. This is a waste of money. I shouldn't have to spend this money. This isn't environmentally friendly. Lots of thoughts for my brain. But those were much easier to change because I'm okay with changing a lot of those. Those thoughts have now been replaced with thoughts like, not relevant brain. They'll figure it out when they figure it out. I'd rather waste money than my sanity. I can either pay for this with money or I can pay for it with my well-being. I choose my well-being. I want my well-being. I'll pay for it with money. Notice I didn't have to change any thoughts about their behavior. And I still get to feel good because I've given this amazing gift to myself. I am filled with self-love and gratitude every single time I think about this decision, this thing that I did for me. I gave myself freedom from their behavior and more importantly, my own break. This decision didn't quite get me all the way to where I wanted to be. So I made another decision. I bought a Bosch dishwasher. If this sentence means nothing to you, let me explain. Did you know that there are dishwashers actually clean dishes rather than just sanitizing them? I did not. With every dishwasher I have ever owned, the dishes have to be mostly clean before you put them in there. And dear husband, he loves to bring a week's worth of dishes from his office covered in dried, caked on food. He brings them into the kitchen all at once. Half the time, he just puts them on the counter as if they are going to magically take care of themselves. The other half, he puts them straight into the dishwasher. And our dishwashers of the past would never ever in a million years have gotten those clean. This used to mean that I had to nag him to take care of them, which I don't like. Or I had to soak them and scrub them myself, which I don't like. Or I had to soak them and scrub them after they came out of the dishwasher because they didn't get clean, which I don't like. And I felt frustration and resentment with every one of these options. But now, because of this decision that I made, it's either already taken care of or it takes me five seconds to load them without rinsing them first because our new dishwasher actually washes the dishes. It is the most amazing thing. 
I have ever seen. Now again, my brain had thought about spending this much money on a dishwasher. So I still had to work on my thoughts, which we generally will do, even when we change our circumstances. But doing that is nothing compared to the freedom I now have around my family's behavior, and more importantly, from my own brain and all the frustration and resentment it created about their behavior. That, my friends, is priceless. And now I get to just love my family as they are. I don't need them to be any different. I have taken care of myself. And now look, we don't have that, that resentment growing in the weed garden of our relationship. It's not growing anymore because I've given myself freedom to just let them be who they're going to be. They're going to be who they're going to be anyway. I gave myself freedom so that I'm no longer damaging our relationships. You don't have to change your thoughts about everything. Give yourself permission to change the circumstances that your brain uses to make your life miserable. Create more freedom for you on purpose. Okay, here are some questions to consider. Number one, what are you the most frustrated about regularly? Number two, how might you change the circumstances you're frustrated about? Number three, what's stopping you? And number four, how can you create freedom around this? We can't always change our circumstances, but sometimes we can. And we limit our freedom to do so with our own brains. Stop doing that. Consider the price of your well-being. Sometimes we don't want to change our thoughts about something. So let's just change the circumstances instead and then change our thoughts about it. You deserve to have freedom over whatever it is your brain is using to cause yourself all this grief. And it is your job to give it to yourself. Live free, love life. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out my Live Free Love Life membership where we actually do the work of creating freedom so we can love our lives. Go to itstimetolivefree.com for details.